as Jameson, Jameson introduced to us last week, we're going to start a new sermon series uh, that's going to last us through the summer, perhaps even into the fall, uh, where we are looking at the Psalms of Ascent. Uh, these Psalms uh, in our Old Testament that are pilgrimage psalms, songs that were to be sung as God's people in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant made their way up to Jerusalem for the annual feast of the Old Testament church year. Ascent because Jerusalem sits on the hills on top of a plateau and the temple itself is up many steps. So pilgrims literally had to make their way up to the temple in Jerusalem for worship at these annual feast celebrations. And they went to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, a combination of the Hebrew words yiru, which means they will see or they will feel the awe, and shalem, which means completeness or wholeness, and is from which we get our Hebrew word shalom. Hence, the destination for these pilgrim journeys is up to the place where they will see or they will feel the awe of the shalom, the perfect, flourishing wholeness of God, which is often just shortened to say that Jerusalem literally is translated as the city of God's peace or God's shalom. But I kind of like they will feel the awe of the shalom. So it makes sense why these songs are included in the hymn book for God's people because we experience life in many ways as a journey. The Bible speaks of our story in terms of a pilgrimage towards the shalom of God, as Jameson introduced last week. Last week. And that pilgrimage, pilgrimage leads us to God himself, who is our future hope, that we will one day flourish in the new heaven and the new earth and the city of God under God's peaceful and righteous rule. And so the people, uh, and so these Psalms of Ascent are helpful for us as well because they give us songs for this road trip, a playlist, songs that are prayers that shape us and how to lean into the experiences that we're going to have along the way of this pilgrimage, how we are to lean into our great and loving God as we travel down this path to remind us of what we are both leaving behind as we travel towards a sacred destination. And as Jameson pointed out last week, there is this interplay of how the journey itself and the destination to which we are going work together to shape the kind of pilgrim that we will become along the way to our destination, which is what we're going to see today as we look at the first of the Psalms of Ascent, Psalm 120. It's going to ask the question, are you a pilgrim headed towards shalom, or are you a pilgrim headed towards war? And Beverly already read Psalm 120, but it's short, so I'm going to read it for us again before we jump into looking at this Psalm of Ascent today. Psalm 120, let me just remind you. This is God's word to us. It's given to us because he loves us. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? The warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I sojourn in Meshach. 
that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Let me pray and ask God to bless our time together in this psalm. Heavenly Father, we do ask you bless the reading and the preaching of your word that you would open our eyes and ears and hearts to hear your voice and what you would have to say to us, to encourage us along this pilgrim path. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. So Jameson referenced it last week, and uh, to steal his opener, I'm going to do the same. Uh, we talked about, he talked about how it's fun to craft your own playlist for car trips, for road trips, for a long time in the car, especially uh, traveling with friends and family, and talked about how I've shared with him one of my favorites, which is called Back in the Day Alternative Mixtape. And uh, for you youngins, a mixtape is that we used to put various songs on cassette tapes and record different songs uh, so we could have our own playlist. That's how I have, used to have to do it back in the day, so that was a mixtape. And uh, Jameson has shared with me his playlist, Ain't It Swell Though, which is uh, all the pop hits uh, from many decades back. Je Georgia, my oldest, and I made a playlist called Is It Friday? Question uh, mark, which was our playlist whenever I would drive her to the train uh, uh, during her four years of high school, minus the pandemic. But uh, when I, that was what we would uh, play on our way to the train and before I would drive out to work on Long Island. I think the playlist our family probably has listened to the most in the car is one that I call Hipster Country, uh, which is the name that I give to the genre of music covering bands like the Lumineers and the Head and the Heart and Band of Horses. Uh, I don't know yet why the music industry haven't adopted that because it's a pretty accurate name for that uh, genre of music. But no matter what playlist is ever playing when we go on a car trip, whether it's a day trip or vacation and we're driving out, we're driving back into New York, every playlist had to be paused Whenever we hit traffic, or however far out traffic started coming back into New York City, uh, because we always had to play the soundtrack for that stage of our journey back home called New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down by LCD Sound System. And when you have your favorite songs and artists you play whenever you are traveling from one place to another, you begin to as associate certain songs with those trips. Right? If you do this practice, you begin to associate the songs you listen to with those trips themselves, vacation or otherwise. I mean, my kids do it all the time when they hear certain songs now just randomly or they pop up in other places. They're like, oh, I remember that. This always reminds me of that time we drove to Alabama to visit our grandparents. Or, oh, this song always reminds me of our first vacation in Maine. Or, oh, this song reminds me of just the day trips we would take upstate to go hiking. And the same is true for me. I mean, it's hard for me not to hear a song by Bruce Springsteen or Rod Stewart or Billy Joel or the Bee Gees and not immediately be taken back in my head to lying in the backseat floorboard, playing Game Boy and traveling with my parents to the Gulf Coast of Alabama for vacation. I mean, it's just what's going to trigger in my head and my heart every time I hear those songs. Those songs get in your head, and they become part of the journey from home to somewhere else and back again. They shape your mood. They shape your expectations. They shape your anticipation and excitement. Perhaps they even shape the feelings of loss or grief 
which also accompany our pilgrimages away from home. And so the worshipers thousands of years ago also sang songs for the road as they journeyed the path to a sacred destination, songs of joy. They sang songs of thanksgiving that we're going to see as we work through these psalms of ascent. They sang songs of celebration, songs of wisdom, songs about their king, and also songs of lament. And I'm not sure if there is a particular reason a song of lament is the first song on the playlist for the Psalms of Ascent, but nevertheless, Psalm 120 is the first in the order, and it is a lament. Listen again to verses 1 and 2. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me, deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. So the situation this psalmist, this pilgrim, finds himself in as he sets out on pilgrimage is that of a sojourner, of a foreigner who lives among a people of war. The lying lips and deceitful tongue, tongues the psalmist asks for deliverance from are those that stir up war and conflict. The psalmist is in distress because for too long he is lived among people who hate peace. He is for peace, but when he speaks up for peace, they are always for war. And so these pilgrims would sing this song of lament, crying out to God in their distress as they made their way to the city of peace. It's not a happy song to begin the playlist. It's, uh, it's harsh. But it's honest. And I believe that we too, of course, know this same distress. We too know what it means to make our dwelling among those who seem to hate peace, who are constantly for war. Now, commentators speculate whether or not the lying lips and deceitful tongue could be the individual violence one experiences when people stir up conflict against you through personal attacks and malicious slander, or if it is the lying and deceit employed by an entire people or leaders of a people always eager to blame the other for their misfortunes and rile up the mob against them. Well, I don't see why it can't be both. We know what it means to live among those who smile to our faces, but we know are lying right through their teeth. We know what it means to live among quarreling neighbors. We hear them arguing out on our sidewalks in front of our apartments, or we hear them through the thin walls of our homes. Sometimes those quarreling neighbors are inside our four walls. Sometimes they are us. And we know on national levels we have been mired for years in toxic, a toxic spiral of political and cultural fighting. So many different sides just screaming at one another that they are the blame for the societal breakdowns, both, act, both metaphorically and actually at times pointing our guns at the other tribe in fear and distrust. And then again, of course, on a global level, so many nation states at war with one another, wars, wars that are often fueled by the lies of propaganda, such as the ongoing aggression of Russia against Ukraine. 
Such as the violence that marks the city that is supposed to be the place where people stand in the awe of the shalom of God. That place that has been marked by violence for decades. You often feel like you're drowning in a world full of lies and deceit. I know that you do. Well, you have a choice. You can buy into those lies that maybe it would be better to just be for war. Maybe it would actually be better to live constantly looking to make sure that I get you before you get me because it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, so you better be looking for a fight or else you're going to lose. You could choose that path. Or, you can take up the song of a pilgrim who has reached a place of dissatisfaction, maybe even disgust with the way things are, and is ready to set out on a path in another direction, to set out on a journey towards Shalom. Take on your lips the song of a pilgrim lamenting that this home is broken, Rather than give in to the temptation to meet lies and violence with more lies and violence, the way of faith is to take up the song of lament and to set out on the path of peace. Perhaps, then, it's not a coincidence after all that the first psalm of ascent is a song of lament. Because unless we reach a place where we are ready to see the truth of how things are in our own lives and our relationships, truth of how things are in our society, in our world, and then be truly dissatisfied with the status quo and then begin to cry out and lament, we often will just stay complacent, just content to leave our heads in the sand and ignore it. But when you are ready to accept everything is not okay and will not get better on its own and you can just ignore it. That you've been lied to about yourself, that you've been lied to about your neighbors. When you're ready for that moment, where do you begin? How do you take the first step on this journey to something different? Well, exactly where this pilgrim did. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Past tense. He answered me. The journey begins, the journey is sustained, and the journey ends with the God who created us for something better. In our distress, we cry out to the God who he himself left his home to go on pilgrimage, to go on pilgrimage with us, who, as the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, being found in human form, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. Jesus came to go on pilgrimage with us, and in doing so, he shows us that the way up, the way to ascent, is first to go down, to take up our cross daily and follow him in the cruciform pattern of life. Rejecting the lies and the violence of this world by being those who walk in the suffering way of the cross. 
singing songs of lament. Being confident that when we cry out to, the, to our God, to the Lord in our distress, He will answer us. Because He is the one who goes on pilgrimage with us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.